holiday season's over, reality set in, but we're looking ahead with faith, excitement, optimism, life about what is in store for 2023, despite most of your New Year resolutions already have fallen by the wayside, those that were given in that joy and excitement of the spirit of Christmas, and you're now thinking, oh dear, okay, but today, last Sunday we had a great a baptismal service where five people were baptized. It was great just to make that declaration of new life and believing for more and more of that this coming year. But we just wanted to make a statement last week uh, that there's new life, that Jesus Christ is still transforming lives and there's great things happening. But today I want to share again what I shared at our Thanks Vision Night uh, I did share it then, but it's where as a church we are, where we're going in 2023 and beyond. We just feel it's important just to, the outset, just to re-emphasize again where we are and what we're doing as a church. There's key verses for us in Isaiah, and I'm just going to read the whole of Isaiah 54, then talk about a couple of things on it. I'm reading the whole chapter because it's good, and it's good to read the Word of God. Okay, I'm reading from the New International Version. Sing, barren women, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. And what is the place of your tent? Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will not forget the shame of your youth. And remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. For your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. The Lord will call you back as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit, a wife who married young only to be rejected, says your God. For a brief moment I abandoned you, but with deep compassion I will bring you back. In the surge of anger I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have compassion on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. To me this is like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. All the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken. Nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted, I will rebuild you with stones of turquoise, your foundations with lapis lazuli. I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all your walls of precious stones. All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. In righteousness you will be established, tyranny will be far from you, you will have nothing to fear, terror will be far removed, it will not come near you. If anyone does attack you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. What a great promise that is for people, huh? See, it is I who created the blacksmith who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc. 
No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is a vindication from me, declares the Lord. I'm just going to read that last verse again, declare it over everyone here. No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. You need to receive that, some people, for your life. Okay, you're applauding. I should stop there quite while I'm ahead. Preaching. I'm going to come back to the Isaiah chapter, but just a bit of background for us as a church, like pre-COVID, mid-COVID, post-COVID, but we want to say at the outset that for a church, uh, all we do is backed by prayer. Our fuel is prayer for all that we do, and that's before, that's why at the beginning of the year, we are emphasizing prayer through January. We've done this in recent years, so we're starting here giving God the first month of the year, giving him his place, and it's seeking God, encountering God, giving him first month so that we can listen to what he says, so we can connect with him, receive from him. Every Wednesday evening will be a prayer uh, gathering with a great time on Wednesday night, and every pr- Wednesday night will be a prayer time through the month of January, but not just when we gather together, we want us collectively and individually to focus on prayer this month, and as in previous past couple of years, we want to start January with a month of praying and asking you to fast from some sort as well from tomorrow, from the 9th until the 29th, 9 to 29, you can hear, remember that, okay? You might feel, I can't give up food for all that length of time. And if you've never given up food for that length of time, let me encourage you not to start by having 22 days not eating anything. That would not be good for you. But you could maybe give up some food or some social media or TV or something where you are fixed on. It's fasting from something that is your normal life. And it's not about giving up something for the sake of it. It's about giving up food or giving up something that you're involved with so that you can then replace that with spending time with God. To connect with God in a fresh and a new way. It's like saying right at the beginning of this year, I want to spend time with prayer, listen to you, worship you, fellowship with you. It's like, God, I'm serious about you. My relationship with you is more important than anything else in my life. And we've already sung it, and I'm hungry for more of you. I'm hungry for you to do something fresh in you, in my life, in my family life, in my church life, in my nation. God, in early, I just want to spend time seeking you, fellowship with you, communing with you, talking to you, listening to you, encountering you, sharing with you, just getting, getting time with you, God, so that I can just in some way allow you to come into my life in a fresh in a new way and I want to honor you and I'm prepared to sacrifice something in my life just to connect with you, to receive more from you because I'm more hungry from you than the are for, for food or social media or TV or anything else I might do. My hunger is predominantly for more of you in my life. And that's why we're asking you from 9 to 29 to give up something so that you can spend time praying, seeking God because I'm believing God can connect with us in a new way. God, we want to be stretched and strengthened in a new way. So everything we do, our fuel is is fueled by prayer. We need to pray more. We need to connect with God. But our focus is always people. 
as a church, we're about people. For a little bit background, to, for some years ago, we, we had a vision statement. We made up a bit to build a church the community couldn't do without. To build a church the community can't do without. You'll know the story, some of you, where, how we came to that. I'm not going back to that, but we had a, a vision, if you like. We wanted to build a church that the community can't do without. We started some things. We met with community council leaders, invited them for lunch. Uh, then we started serving a community at different events, and we started things at CAP. We did CAP debt thing that was done. Kathy done that with CAP job club for a while. Then food bank came with stuff that we done. Little Angel started, Diamond started, a whole bunch of stuff that started. And we started serving a community because we wanted to impact our community. We want to make a difference to the people in our community here in Presswick. And that's where we were for quite a number of years. And we did say our vision, which quoted it often, was to build a church the community couldn't do without. And then just a few years ago, pre-COVID, a few years pre-COVID, at one of the events in the community, um, somebody spoke to Ellen Mitchell, I believe, and said, you know what? As a community, we couldn't do these events without New Life. Now, we don't want to boast about that. But what they were saying is, you know what? There's a church here that this community can't do without. Okay. That's what we set out to do. That was a phase and a chapter of our life. Downside is, we stayed there for a little while. Now hold my hands up. Um, that was a phase and a chapter, and it was time for something fresh and new in our church life. But then COVID came along. Remember COVID? COVID happened. The world changed. The church changed. I remember the, the night it was lockdown was coming, we were the night before, we were in the warehouse that some of us were there, South Asia Food Bank warehouse, collecting boxes and listening to Vader say, from tomorrow, the world is changing. Really, in our world, changed. And I remember right at the beginning of 2020, we had a theme based on Acts 2020 about not shrinking back. Paul says, I didn't shrink back from telling you what you needed to hear. And we had a theme for that year, not to shrink back. And I remember saying, this is the year we need to embrace, right at the beginning, we need to embrace. Don't shrink back from anything that happens, but we need to embrace everything that happens, whether it's good or bad this year. Little did we know. But that was 2020. And then we know the story, I'm not going back through that, but then 2021 arrived eventually. And we looked at health matters. Thought as the world was focused on physical health, we thought it was time to look at church health. And with two emphasis, it was health matters and also health matters. But we looked at the health of the church and where I was a church. And long story short, we looked at some areas, went into a connection with NCD organization and came across maybe one or two areas in the church that just needed a bit of TLC. There was some great areas, but there's other churches and the caring and empowering people. We just needed just to do a bit of work on them. We started doing things and put things in motion to try and be more healthy. But beyond those two areas, there was also a time of reflection and seeking God amongst the fresh challenges. And it was a time where I, I had to spend more time seeking God as well, like most of us, I'm sure, 
did. It was an opportunity to have a fresh perspective of church life and our lives. And, and if I'm being honest, and I trust I am being honest with you, 2021 was a difficult year, a challenging year for many of us. And, and in church life, it was very challenging. There was so much uncertainty. Uh, you can do this, you can't do this, you can maybe do that, you can maybe do that, you can try that, you can not try that. And there was so much uncertainty. It was a difficult year. And church was changed. And there's, in the, within that, you can have two responses. There can be a, a yearning for what was. And there's times, to be honest, and I had a yearning for what was pre-COVID. But beyond that, there was a second perspective, which was an embracing of a new day, a new day, a new church, a new direction, a new, a new life in God. And to be honest, even though I had days and over a process seeking God, there was days where, oh, if it only could be a bit, most of my time was, let's embrace what it is. Let's embrace the new. Let's embrace that COVID and lockdown meant a time to seek God and pray and ask God what was going on. And most, some days were, oh, I wish we could go back. But I'll tell you, there was something rising with them. There's something with me, you know what? No, let's not go back. Let's embrace. This is a new day. There's something different happening. God's at work here. And let's embrace where we're going in the future in a new direction and a new way. And in all this time of praying and seeking God, what's the future? I really believe Isaiah 54 and 2, verses 2 and 3, were a clear word that God gave me and gave us as a church. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. In the context, it seems strange. In a time of the world is restricting, what you can do is lessening. You can't do this. You have to stay and you can't go here. You have to be careful. In a, world, in a world where things are getting less and less and restrictive, God speaks, I believe, and he says, you know what? It's time for enlarging. It's time for stretching. It's time for growing bigger. It's not time for being reduced and coming into yourself. It's time for enlarging and it's time for growth, which was difficult. And I had spent time with God and I really felt God was speaking this verse and these verses to me. And I didn't share it publicly at all. I didn't share it really uh, with them, maybe with Kathy, but it was this is where I believe God has taken us and what we're doing. And then not long after that, within a week or two, we had a, a Zoom prayer meeting. Do you remember Zoom prayer meetings? Remember the days we used to meet in Zoom? Thank God for Zoom. Okay. It became more than a nice lolly. It became something where we connected with people. And your younger people won't even know what we're talking about. But remember, right early, not long after, I believe God was confirming and speaking this into my life. Claire Thompson led one of our prayer meetings. And before she said the prayer meeting, she might not remember that, but she said early on, and Claire has got a prophetic edge to her in her ministry. And she believes she can grow in that. But she said, I just feel God has given me a verse I want to share. And it's Isaiah 54, verses 2 and 3. I enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right, to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. God was speaking to us in a fresh and new way. And I believe there's a strengthening there's a stretching has taken place. 
if I'm honest. I felt stretched and strengthened in many ways. But we come into this year and it was a different church. Changes have taken place. You know what? I've seen people grow. I've people in the last year when we talked about stretch and strength, I've seen people growing. I've seen people been strengthened. I've seen people been stretched and growing in their ministry and who they are as people. For instance, David is he is growing into associate pastor from youth pastor. He's grown into that role of associate pastor now. And uh, in the past year, Lindsay's been handed the baton of leading the youth. But other groups have happened. And Brian Sherlin have stepped into life group ministries. Uh, Gillian Patrick and the Hope for Justice group have done great things. Other ministries and other people have grown and been stretched and strengthened. And there are others, and I believe it has been a year, have been stretched and been strengthened. 2022 is all about Isaiah 54, verse 2. Stretch your curtains, strengthen your stakes. But note, the stretching and the strengthening of verse 2 was not the end result. That was preparation for verse 3, where you will spread out to the right and to the left. And your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in the desolate cities. You know, we are a Pentecostal church. We're part of Assemblies of God, one of the biggest uh, Pentecostal movements worldwide. And, and over the next whatever period, beginning of this year, we're going to just talk about, about what it means to be people of the Spirit and Pentecostal in church in nature. But the essence of being Pentecostal is in Acts 1, and that's why we're reading the book of Acts this month. Jesus said this, to his disciples when he was going up to heaven. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. I, you're going to be strengthened, strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon you. But the idea is so that you can then go and spread and tell others about Jesus. And that's the essence of what we mean by being people who are Pentecostal. It's about reaching people for Jesus Christ. There's so many people in Ayrshire and beyond who need to hear the message of Jesus Christ. Stretch and strengthen. See, so you're spread to right and to the left. Aye, two places. And really, in 2022, it was a bit stretching and strengthening. Verse 23, sorry, 2023 is about verse 3. We're spreading out, well, and we'll explain a little bit about that in a minute or two. I don't know if you recall during COVID when the rules began to change. You could come to church, yippee, you could come and worship. Wow, wow, rah, rah, rah. Uh, but you can't leave your local authority. I, where I could come to church because I was a minister, but Kathy and Lindsay couldn't come because we live in North Ayrshire and not South Ayrshire. And that didn't just affect us, that affected others in the church. It affected those in East Ayrshire as well. It meant you could only come if you lived in South Ayrshire. And bearing in mind, I'm really praying and believe God's speaking to us from Isaiah 54 and 2 and 3 and just stretching and strengthening so that you spread out to the right and to the left. I really felt God speaking to me saying, you know what, we meet, you meet as a church. Well, God didn't say, you know what, but you know what, I mean? this is paraphrased. 
question. Okay. As a church, we're meeting in South Asia, but I felt God said it's time to look at having a campus in East Asia and North Asia. Stretching in two places. I don't know if you've noticed that board has changed over the past few months. Heather done a great job uh, with it. She really did. Um, you notice Isaiah 54, 2 and 3, can you embrace our is in the outside, it embraces, it surrounds everything we do. Our purpose is up there. What do we do? We, we, our purpose is to reach, inspire, serve, and equip. But people focus. How we do it is our values, our culture values, through unity, generosity, honor, excellence, celebration. Why we do it is always people. But where we're going is our vision. And I'll mention that statement in a minute. And you please need to listen very carefully to what I'm saying. But it's time to stretch out to the east and to the north of Ayrshire. Listen, we're not going to do everything at once, because if you chase two rabbits, you won't catch any. We're not doing that. But our goal and our vision is within the next five years to have a campus in East Ayrshire and North Ayrshire. Now, we can talk in May, it's church planting, and David, as part of his growing into his associate pastor, always taking responsibility for that side of church life. But you can talk about church planting, we've all got different concepts and ideas, what that looks like, what that means, and that can be quite difficult at times. But you know, at the same time, God is speaking this to us, our ARG head office, central national leadership team, we're coming up with a concept, it's time to start church planting throughout the UK. No, when you hear that and you feel, hey, God's confirming, it's God, it's speaking to the church, and we are part of what God is doing. But if I'm honest with you, again, I will try to be. We're looking at that, and we really feel, not just this, I share this with leaders, and we feel we can't do everything at once, but we feel God has drawn us to start something in East Ayrshire. And you can look and say, well, come on, let's see place in East Ayrshire. We don't feel that. We feel that the common area is where God is leading us. I take me salute Peter and Gillian Smith have done a kids' work for 22 years in Cumnock. Uh, I believe and done a great work in Cumnock. We feel God has drawn us to that area. And please, you really, really need to hear this. We're not saying next Sunday morning we're starting a Sunday service and coming up for the people up there. No, but we're taking this year just to pray and ask God, God, what are you saying? How do we proceed? And we just want to increase our influence, increase our presence in that area and do stuff that we've not done before or not done for a long time. And we're praying and saying, God, you lead us and you guide us at the right time so that we know when step by step we're moving forward. But we really feel that God is calling us within the next few years to reach out into East Ayrshire and to North Ayrshire. And we're starting East Ayrshire. And once we believe God has done something there, then we'll go into North Ayrshire and do something there. That's where we're going. Step by step, we're moving forward. And part of that is every day in our prayer time through this month, we'd be love it if somebody in your life went to Cumnock and just prayer walked through some part of Cumnock. You don't need to go all the time. But you know, this is what God spoke to Joshua when they were taking possession of the vision where God had them. 
One version says, every place where the sole of your foot treads, I've given it you. I've given it to you. And we believe there's power as we spend a month praying and seeking God at the outset. What do we do? Guide us what to do in Cumnock. Where do we go? What are the next steps in Cumnock? We believe as we go and we pray, you can go for five minutes. You can go, I mean, capital. Cumnock's the capital of the world. Okay, so it's a, it's a brilliant place. Okay, you can go there. You can take a day out. You can go to Dumfries House if you like. Then go and walk around a bit of Cumnock. You can go to Townhead Park, which is the mecca of Cumnock. And you can... Uh, you could, uh, but you could go, I you might just want to not do anything. But please, what we don't want people to do is to go around the streets blabbing. We're coming to plant a church, we're coming to plant a church, we're coming to do this. We don't want that. We don't want you to be doing anything like that. We just want you to be walking about and just praying over the streets or the houses or whatever you feel is appropriate. And be great. I know we've got some people who live in Cumnock, so there'll be com- people in Cumnock every day. But we just think if you, as part of this church, you can make a commitment one day this month, I'll just go to Cumnock. And I might just go for a tea or a coffee and just walk around some of the streets, or I might, whatever. Just go and just say, God, we're praying over this city, over this town, over this village, whatever you want to call it, this metropolis, I call it, whatever it is you want to call it. Please, God, show us what you want to do. But you know, we wanted the church not just here, but beyond. See, Isaiah 54, 2 and 3 talks about nations, cities and nations. No, I've had a burden for some time that we influence the, the five main continents on our planet. I was growing up, those five continents, Europe, Asia, America, Australasia, and South America was one in my world. There was Europe, Asia, Africa. Now, we have connections through Compassion in Africa. We have low support in South America. But I believe in within the next five years that we could have an influence and a connection in all the continents of this world. And we plan within those five years to have mission trips, if not annual, at least every two years, touching the world and reaching people in the world. We really believe God's corners, not just for here. And our vision statement no longer is build a church the community can't do without and the, the problem with the word spreading is it's like you feel it's like jam or gossip or just getting fatter and users getting spreading but in the new testament in order for them to be spread spread the gospel they had to be sent and you know we want to be a sending church we were sending people we're sending you to touch your world we're still going to be stretching and strengthening. We're still going to be serving our community. But you know, but the vision of New Life Church is now no longer to build a church the community can't do without. But the vision of New Life is to stretch, strengthen, and send people locally, nationally, and globally. We want to send you into your workplace. Locally, we want to send you into your school, into your college, into your university, into your family. We want to be sending you with the power of the Holy Spirit to impact your local community. We want to touch this nation of Scotland and uh, the UK. We, we have a revival prayer meeting that we join in with Colin Mudge. We believe we have connections in Scotland that we can see things happening in Scotland. And there might be some mission trips we send to different parts of Scotland. But we also believe that we can send people globally and impact the world in Jesus' name. We believe God's hand is on us. We thank God. We are a new church post-COVID. 
but let's not yearn for what was, but let's embrace. It's a new day, and we've sung about God, do a new thing, do something fresh and new in us. And Lord, we want to be a church which is open. We thank you for stretching and strengthening. But Lord, we thank you that you're going to send us into our place. We're going to send us into the world to make a difference for the glory of God. The band are going to come up as we close. I firmly believe without just a glib slogan that the best is yet to come. I really believe our days. I thank God for New Life Church. I thank God for the history. I thank God for the people here. I thank God for the people he's brought in. I believe during COVID, God has been bringing people in here to strengthen us as a church. He's bringing people who are gifted and called and people who have got gift and talent. And God has brought us together and I'm believing for reaching more and more people. We're always about reaching people for Jesus Christ. The purpose of church is not for us to have a great time. I hope we trust we do have a great time. I don't want you to have a rotten time when you come to church. Have a good time. But the purpose of Acts 1, the purpose of Isaiah 54, God saying it's time to enlarge. It's time to get ready. It's time to be strengthened and to stretch because you know what? It's time to reach out beyond the curtains of where you're at because God's get bigger for us. Can we all stand as we pray, please? Father God, I thank you for everything that's happened in blessing in this church. We thank you for where we're at. Thank you for everyone associated and connected with new life. Thank you for the living stones that you're growing and building and knitting together. We pray it's a building for the glory of God which brings honour and glory and praise to our God. We thank you for our community here. We thank you for the way that we've had opportunities to serve our community. And Father, we want to continue to serve our community in even greater ways than we've ever done before. We want to continue to reach, to inspire, to serve and equip. But Father God, we believe you're calling us, Lord. Thank you for strengthening us. Thank you for stretching us. Help us, Lord, to to grow into the bigger jackets that you've called us to go into. Strengthen us as we do. But Father, we pray that we'll be sent locally, nationally, and globally to proclaim Jesus Christ as the answer to the world. And we pray, Father God, that as you be go, that you will lead us, you will guide us. Yes, Lord. And Lord, that we'll tune in and be sensitive to what your Spirit is saying. Father, we thank you for speaking to us. Help us to embrace your word and help us to go in the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, we ask it all for the glory of your name, for our, for our nation, for our world, Father, but above all, for the honor and for the glory of your name and for your kingdom to be extended in our world and in our lives. We say we are a group of people and we are open, Lord, to, to follow what you're asking us to do and we want to go in the power of your spirit to be all you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.